Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. And we're out and about today. Yes, we're in at Boy at the beautiful, new, revamped Country Life Tierland Store and Garden Centre and it is simply amazing folks. I've had the tour of the new place and it's simply simply wonderful and we're going to meet lots of people who are involved here through the afternoon your Friday regulars. Yes we have them on late lunch, the sporting preview, comedy TV theme and we have other people to meet as well including the wonderful Ruby O'Kelly. She's a lovely lovely singer. I've followed her since she was a child she's coming here today as she releases her new single. If you want to get in touch with us on the show don't forget the usual numbers 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. You can talk directly to us. Well, let's begin the show today with people here at the store. I'm delighted to say hello today to store manager Darren Kelly and I'm also joined by horticulturalist Alma Hayden. Thank you both for joining me on Late Lunch today. Darren, how long are you here? How long are you involved in this place? Uh, I'm store manager here in Appoy for the last four years, but I actually started here behind the counter about ten years ago when I finished college. Uh, and then I went over to Kilberry, just outside now, as branch manager there for about four years. So it's all kind of worked, worked my way up through the company. The company's very good to me. And this year we opened uh, the garden centre here, along with the Agri store, and we have a great customer base and great community around us, and it's really been supported really well in the past year. With all the changes, there's been a lot of changes this year, but it's really, really, it's just taken off and it's great. You've progressed through the ranks, as mm. you say, from you came in first. How did you get the job? Do you remember when how you applied and how um, you got in here? Yeah, no, it was literally an uncle of mine came in with me, and we, we was just as any work going. I was finishing college, I was finished in DCU. Just it was the summer I was finished in DCU, and he said, "Yeah, there's a job to counter there if you're interested." So I came in and walked my way up from there. So it's been uh, it's been a great few years. Yeah. What's great about this store and you being manager here and all the years you've worked here? Uh, it's just it's the customers, the farmer base we have, and now the country life customers we have as well. They're all very. It's a very family orientated fa- family. Family farmers are coming in. You know the mother. You know the father. You know the son. You know you know everyone. It's it's you nearly know everyone by name. And it's it's not every shop that you work in or retail store that you work in that you have that good of a relationship with the customers. So that's probably the thing that's most special about it. Uh, especially during COVID times, I know, like we stayed open through all the COVID. Like the branch was always open. We used to farmers would ring and we'd bring the stuff out to the cars to them, and we'd be ringing them even in the evening sometimes, just because yeah. there, this is there would be one of their outlets to yeah. talk to, uh, talk to us. Like we wanted our main outlets for the for the social aspect, which is great. Like and uh, yeah, we just have great relationship with all our customers here. Um, you have the main counter here they're not behind you have another one for the farmer so you're busy here on the front counter which you are at the moment and will be mm. over this special weekend you can look after the, the boys and girls yeah. separately yeah no we can yeah there's an agri counter at the kind of further up and an agri store entrance for the mm. farmer so they're not held up in any queues as you know most farmers are always <laughs> in a rush so that, no patience that ke- keeps them happy and then the country life stores the well, they all, all the customers, all the farmers, everyone's using the garden centre now and it's been mm. a huge, huge success. Um, yeah, so everyone is working really well in the last year since we opened. You are up for a very special mm-hmm. award. They're lucky to have you here. Tell them what you've been nominated for. Uh, Tierland put me forward uh, for the Manager of the Year Award, Retail Excellence Ireland Manager of the Year Award. So I was nominated for that and I've somehow managed to get into the top five. Good and, on you. Uh, yeah, so that's on in... That's on in the Galmont in Galway on the 11th of November. So a black tie event. So I'll get dressed Good up for luck that to go you. That, Good you know? luck to you. We really hope you win. Uh, it's well deserved. I know people value you highly here within the business and really like you as a person. I hate to mention this, the football. <laughs> last <laughs> Sunday. Don't mention it. At boy. Sunday Gale. <gasps> We're beaten by Kilbride. But you couldn't, you couldn't deny Kilbride, could you, after all these years? Come on, It's been come a on, long God. time for them all, It's right, been yeah. a long time, so yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It was pain in yeah, losing yeah, a final, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I had a busy week this week in work, so it took my mind off it. I'm sorry to bring it up, but listen, you'll be back. We will, we'll, yeah, You will be back, yeah. that's for sure. Stay there, don't go anywhere. Let me have a chat with Alma Hayden, who is uh, the horticulturalist here at the... Uh, 
beautiful new Tierland store. Call out, come on, come out, come out today and over the weekend. There's lots going on here, folks. How long are you with them? Um, I'm with Tierland since January of this year, so I started training down in Monaster Evan, and then one day a week here I um, joined in with the team here just to get to know the folks here until the garden centre got up and running. So I was back here full time since April, and I'm here since then, so... You are one lucky woman to have this beautiful new garden centre out there to work from and be part of. It's fabulous, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fantastic establishment. It's absolutely beautiful. Everything brand new and all all gorgeous. So we're very, very pleased with it all here. I was out there looking because I'm an old gardener myself, as they know on the show. More vegetables, some flowers as well. It's the end of the sort of the growing season. Well, Nikki Kyle would fight with me about that when it comes to vegetables. But, you know, even out in the garden centre today, the colour for winter, it's time to start thinking about putting in bare-rooted trees, all that type of stuff. Your bulbs. Our bulbs, absolutely. We've loads of bulbs coming. So, I mean, it might seem a bit dreary now, but the spring will come. So now is the time to plant all your bulbs. And you can keep all your pots topped up with lovely violas, pansies, dianthus. So there's loads of, loads of colour cyclamen to give colour right throughout the winter. So there's no excuse for everybody. We've absolutely got... The garden. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing at the moment. It is. And the yeah. garden is 12 months, I was going to say, it? Isn't keeps it? going all year round now. It is. Yeah. Your pots, your ceramics out there. Oh, you have some selection. Some fantastic colours, yeah. Which one to buy, we just don't know. Yeah. yeah. I love the pots as well, because I've lot of them around the front of my house, and I have the bulbs in them, and I put little shrubs in as well. Mm-hmm. You know the little fella outside the door there with the red berries for Christmas? The little skimmia, yeah. He's oh, absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous, yeah. aren't they? You yeah. must have a skimmia in your house for Christmas, and you've got to come out to Tierland and boy if you're in the area and get one I guarantee you it'll add so much to your house and your home at Christmas time I actually have one a few years and it's come back the, the, the berries went but I stuck with it and there's a new crop of them on it this year again that's it yeah so they're female so the girls have the berries and then you need a male as well so they have very attractive flowers as well so you need if you had one male you can have as many females as you want oh so it's you see <laughs> the boys have all the luck yeah, don't they in, the in, in everything in, in this world of ours they really really do but you know the, when you talk about a garden centre and gardening everything I, I don't have to remind you of this but maybe do listeners there's nothing to be growing your own time in the garden the beauty of flowers is there really Nothing at all, yeah, not sure. You know, it's very therapeutic, whether you're deadheading, setting up, waiting for something to come, experimenting with different landscapes, even your pot, as you mentioned. You know, it's a statement piece. You know, it brings so much colour, lovely, with lovely nailer coloured pots there, and if you add something simple, you know, it just takes the bleakness, especially off the dull yes. months of the year, especially with all our rainy weather here. So, you know, you can really go to town on it. I love, there's a set of table, there's a table and a set of chairs out there for your patio. And I'll tell you, it's a steal. <laughs> it's a steal. I'm not joking. I have a set of them myself at home, and I love them as well. They're put away now for the winter. But you have plenty of offers like that on as well, end of season. Yep, there's loads of lovely rocks from out there. Yeah, I think that's the one you have your it eye is. on. It is, that's the one. Yeah, that's the so one. that is our best seller, so you best get in there quick. Yeah, it's a it's hell of an offer. So I saw yeah. the full price now. Oh my God, I nearly collapsed when I think of what I paid for my own. Anyway, that's just one of the offers that are on there. But um, when, when you come to a new place like this, Surely, like, it, it takes a bit of time as well just to get people, you know, to know that you're here and what you have, because this is the, a brand new addition to this place. Yeah, we're not used to, of course, the garden centre yes. in off this end of the country, so, yeah. of course, and then it has gone through the rebrand, so... Um, but still, it's been so well received, particularly with a boy. We couldn't have had as much compliments from the, especially from the people of a boy. It's just been absolutely amazing. It just makes it all worthwhile. Um, but of course, the garden centre, it's brand new and it's just everything in it. So. Mm. It's lovely. Oh, I could run away with most <laughs> things here. When I saw the when I saw the seeds and everything, well, that'll be coming around quickly as well. You yeah. know, the year will pass and we'll be into the spring. Uh, finally, Darren, you want to mention everybody welcome up here the weekend. Lots going on. Yeah, loads going on all weekend. Uh, loads of offers all weekend. Today, if you can make it this afternoon, barbecue and face painting and colouring competitions and a little pet farm as well. So there's everything and there's great staff here. That's, I didn't mention that earlier, the staff here are phenomenal they're lovely it's I'm what, looking at them here they're all they're all looking on here you have yeah. gorgeous staff here. it's they what have, makes the place all make you very welcome here but there's so much going on for all of the family here today Saturday Sunday right into the weekend and beyond everybody welcome up to the new Tierland it's beautiful just outside at Boy you would late lunch on LMFM radio heading to the first break of the afternoon we're here for the day if you want to give us a shout and after the break we're setting the scene for Paris tomorrow night Ireland against the All Blacks stay with us on the show 
the big game is on Saturday. All Blacks against Ireland, World Cup quarter final, and the tension is building. And I want to bring somebody to you today who you know well on LMFM Radio, who's been over and experiencing the the atmosphere at the World Cup. Orla Carmody, what's it like over there? Oh, Jerry, it's been unbelievable. We got it. We were so fortunate to get tickets, last minute tickets to the, uh, the, the Scotland game and took off to Paris for the few days. We had no intentions of going and then found ourselves over there. And I, it was unbelievable. Just magic. I'm laughing, Jerry, when I was covering for you for the couple of, for the, for the few days when you were on your holidays and I did the Friday football focus or the sports preview with David Sheehan. He must have been saying, who is that you have in your seat, Jerry? Because all I wanted to talk about with the rugby I didn't want to talk about the GAA or the soccer at all but sure look the rugby is, is so special and we're doing so well and you know Jerry, what was amazing I mean obviously people have looked at all the social media coverage and all the funny things of Irish people uh, kicking you know goals and taking shots you know in the middle of the street and all of this there's so many funny things and memes on, online it's just brilliant but what amazed me was for the first time ever and I'm a rugby fan for years I heard the French people describing the Irish team as formidable. Every taxi driver, every waiter said Ireland is formidable. <laughs> they kept saying it. So they're nervous about it and the French don't get nervous. You know, and they are kind of seeing us as going forward and them going forward and maybe that dream that we would all have that it would be an Ireland-France uh, final. But I mean, obviously before that we've to, we've to deal with New Zealand and they are so tricky you know, they're not on form maybe as they've been in previous years, but they're always so tough. And it's, we have a big, big game ahead of us. It certainly is. And we can't uh, take a step beyond that. But in, in, in the sense that you're talking about there, what you saw in Paris and then in the stadium itself, have you ever seen such a swathe of green? Never. We walked into that stadium and you just could not believe it. It was green, green, green all the way in. But you get that in stadia. You know, sometimes they separate the teams. But then you actually ar- arrived into the arena and you thought, oh my goodness, that this stadium is 90% green. I've never seen that in a stadium in a game before where it was just Ireland everywhere. But you got that sense around Paris anyway. Again, a sea of green everywhere we went. In Paris, there are these amazing bikes. They call them the Lime bikes. They're these electric bikes that you can hire. And we hired them and, you know, cycled all over Paris. And, I mean, going around the Arc de Triomphe and down the Champs-Élysées, and again, it's a sea of green. So you knew what was coming. There were so many Irish people there. I was at the, uh, the Rugby World Cup eight years ago in the UK, in London, and you wouldn't have even known there was a World Cup on in London. The difference is extraordinary. But I've even heard the players I've heard Johnny Sexton say in interviews how much they appreciate the Irish fans. The Irish fans are the best in the world and they're so well behaved Jerry. you know they're all for the fun, they're all for the crack they're, they're getting photographs taken with the Scottish last weekend, you know jostling and having fun and no aggression and nothing difficult it was really really pleasant and you'd be just so proud of the Irish fans, their behaviour was just out of this world, they were just but as I said, the thing that really struck me was the French people themselves saying uh, the Irish are forward after. But it was an incredible game. And I mean, to, to, to beat Scotland so comprehensively was amazing. But as I said, we had all to do, we get past New Zealand and break this duck of Ireland never having got past the quarterfinal of the Rugby World Cup. You know, if we do that this year, who knows what could happen? Oh, please God, it will happen. But what you mentioned there, it is very special, the camaraderie and the good-natured atmosphere that surrounds rugby games and the mixing of the fans. It's lovely. It is very, very special, but this one is the best I've ever seen. I mean, it was just extraordinary, and it was very funny. Like, every time you somebody in a green journey, jersey you have to say hello to them so you're going down the street going how are you how are you doing how are things are you, are you enjoying the crack How's, you know, it was so funny everybody in an Ireland jersey thinking they had to talk to everybody else in an Ireland jersey it was just amazing it's like years ago back home that friendliness that existed that uh, is something we yearn back to at times look at before I let you go you've painted the picture lovely and I know some people heading this weekend who've got last minute tickets as well lucky them and they're really looking forward to the match uh, what's your prediction? I hope that we do it. I really do. I feel good. I feel we're in a better place than we've ever been in our lives. It's almost the exact same team that we beat 
you know, not so long ago, the New Zealand team. We have a strength and we have a depth in the team that we've probably never had before, you know, that we can actually take off players, put on others. We just have that depth and we're in a better place, I think, than we have ever been. So this is our chance and this is our day. And funny, so many of the Scottish players before the Scotland game said that to us and we'd be standing around chatting to them, you know, in, in a bar or wherever before you'd go in and they said... Really, we really want our, you know, Scotland, we're here for Scotland and they're in their kilts and they're lovely people. But they said, we think this is your year. We think this is your year. So there's all of that pressure on the Irish team that we are world favourites. We're, you know, we're in the better, best place we've ever been. So all we can do is hope and manifest, just manifest, will that we will actually uh, put the All Blacks um, back in their place as such. And again, if we're, if we're ever going to do it, it's, but it's going to be a tough, tough, tough game. It certainly is, but come on, the Ireland. will be shredded. <laughs> and they'll be shredded for sure. Come on, Ireland. Orla, thank you so much for uh, painting the picture of Paris and the World Cup today on the show. A pleasure. Thanks, Jerry. Yes, come on, Ireland, indeed. The tension is building. Let's hope we do it tomorrow evening. We will, we will. Let's get the positive vibes going. It's all positive here in Atboy this afternoon at the Tierlon Country Life store in Atboy at the brand new garden centre. There's a woman at the counter here and I think she's after buying half of the garden centre. You want to see the colour she has in her trolley, the winter colour that you can have. And look, they have loads here in the place, the new place here for you. Give them a shout. There's everything going on here. It's a high vector. Activity, stuff for all of the family all through the weekend. Competitions, giveaways, barbecues, pet farm, you, need, you name it. They'd love to see you down at Tierland today. Did you see that story? I mentioned it, I'm sure, early in the week on Late Lunch. This lady in America, Dorothy Hoffner was her name. She became the oldest lady in the world to do a skydive. She was 104. Folks, she died on Monday. That skydiving's not good for you. It's not. She did it the weekend and died, passed away on Monday. Sorry to hear. May she rest. One of the last things she did in life. A skydive. There you go. Not for me, I have to say. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't the belly for it at all. I couldn't do it. I died going up in the plane. Never mind on the way down. Stop it. Stop it. I couldn't do it. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text gets us on the show. Stand by because after two, we have your TV theme competition and we'll be talking to Catherine Cleary, who's planted a forest. But we're heading now towards top of the hour at two o'clock with an old classic for you. Well, we are in a moment. Uh, we're heading there in a moment, I believe. Um, before I do, the Garda. You can become a Garda now. Do you know this? Up to the age of 50. It was 35. Did you see that today? The Minister's going to extend the age. So if you wanted to join the Boys and Girls in Blue, your opportunity is there now. They've extended it and will be extending it up to the age of 50. I think it's a good thing. The only thing is they'll have to adjust those beep tests. You know those beep tests you have to do to become a Garda? They're very hard to pass, even for the young and fit and healthy and you know what. But they'll have to adjust those if they're up in the age to 50 years of age, won't they? Anyway, news today. Garda, open to you as a career, up to the age of 50. There you go. It's a big change coming our way soon. And the minister going to uh, bring the legislation into the doll and it'll be passed next year. Late lunch, LMFM Radio, live in a hectic tier lawn this afternoon. The new store in Atboy for taking us up to two. Yes, it is an old classic on late lunch. It's Irene Cara and fame on this Friday afternoon. Late lunch coming to you live from the beautifully new revamped Tierlawn Country Life Store and Garden Centre in Atboy and it's busy, busy here this afternoon. People coming in through the doors all the time. If you're in Atboy or the vicinity, come down and check out this place. It is fabulous. The store has everything and the garden centre is to die for. And we'll hear more from the people uh, who are working here and the Tierland people through the afternoon. But first, on Friday at this time, let's do this. Great! I love TV! We watch TV? TV Themes with Jerry Kelly on The Late Lunch. Remember that TV movie we saw? TV, TV,
Oh, I was going to sing it. I was going to sing it. I really was. Well, you can thank our Louise Walsh for that one because when we were on the way back from the awards in Kilkenny last Saturday, well, she said it's just got to be that one next Friday for the TV theme as she sang it and was so happy. She really was. Anyway, that's Louise's TV theme today. What is the name of that TV show, please? Answers to 086... 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text, please, and we'll pick a winner. We have a lovely prize for one of you before the end of the show today. That TV theme, it's a children's classic, children of all ages, of course. Now, let's move on on late lunch this Friday afternoon. And I want to say hello to someone who I've been dying to chat to for a long time because I love reading what she has to say, especially in the Irish Times. You see, Catherine Cleary and her husband decided three years ago to build a native woodland and in her own words she said they're both urban cultures they've never had land farmed or done anything like that in the past and she's on the line afternoon Catherine hi Jerry. thanks for joining me on the show today well what put this project afoot what put the notion in their head <laughs> I suppose we yeah we are urban cultures we ran far as right away as we can get when we were you know in our late teens early 20s um, and now in middle age post-Covid there's something about trying to do something with land I suppose and uh, we've, I've always been fascinated and interested in trees I, I was inspired by the I don't know if you remember the Millennium Tree Project when people every household mm. got a, a native tree to celebrate the year 2000 zone, which I thought was just such a lovely idea um, it was a government project at the time and I kind of kept in touch with that whole world of native woodlands with some couple of days training courses about native woodlands and was always really interesting so yeah post-Covid we just thought now's the time let's see if we can find some cheap land and, and um, work with the forester and plant a native woodland on it so so we did it took a while it took, it took a while to find the land a while to buy it a while to get the license but the trees are planted now and uh, that's the the, the bulk of the work has been done by us. Everything else is going to be done by Mother Nature and now. Well, you know, I have that Millennium Tree certificate myself. Would you believe it? I still have it at somewhere yeah. safe at home. And I'm sure many people listening today have. But what you've done is enormous, really. The land you bought, you say, was the cheapest in Ireland. Where, where is this forest? It's in Muscommon, and it's in a very remote part of Muscommon. Um, the land itself has been rented land for a few years, and uh, just, I suppose that kind of margin, they call it marginal farmland, really. It's difficult farming conditions anyway. The rushes tend to kind of take over from the field. So, yeah, so, I, I, you know, there were many reasons. It's also not in one single holding, where there are 40 acres spread over three different plots as well. So, you know, it's not something that was instantly attractive to many people other than ourselves. And in terms of what you're planting, Catherine, is it all native Irish species? Yeah, it's all native Irish trees. The bulk of what we planted has been birch and oak. Um, birch would grow there. There's a lot of birch growing there already, but there's no oak. So we planted both kinds of native Irish oak, pedunculate oak and sessile oak. Um, the difference being that the acorns hang down on stems from one of the trees and not, not on the other, so it's hard to tell the difference. But they're two different species. And we've also planted hazel, alder, crabapple, scot pine, a bit of willow, and, um, and those blackthorn and alder on the land already, and also some ash. But obviously ash is really suffering from the dieback issue with the killing ash trees across the country. So there's, there's a nice mix there already, and we'd like to get a few more native species in there in the next planting season as well, and really make it a really diverse forest. Because um, I suppose what we're used to is, um, you know, conifer plantations which just have one species or maybe two species in them, um, mm. and that that can be a problem because if you know if a pest or a weather condition or something comes for that that kind of tree, then you lose everything. So I think diversity is is really the way the forest is going to go in the future. Yeah. Oh no, it's terrific. And and your aims for this, you know, in terms of carbon sequestration and everything are wonderful. How many trees will you have planted ultimately when you're finished? 
Yeah, well, we planted ourselves about 6,000 trees between ourselves, the forester and, and family help. So tough work, really tough work, but, but very um, satisfying to finally get them planted, having been waited so long, I suppose. And then we had a team of planters who arrived who were wonderful workers, I mean, incredibly skilled and hardworking and strong, and they planted 18,000 trees. So we have 24,000 trees in total. Um, on the land. It's, it's about a two and a half thousand tree per hectare rate that's planted under forestry. And then in a few years, they might be pinned out. Um, so there would be you know fewer trees there as the years go on, but, but, but larger trees and some will shade others out. Um, it'll, it'll evolve over, over the years. And, and ultimately, how many years, you know, before you see a semblance of a maturity because I was looking at the pictures of them arriving to you and they look nothing there's maybe hundreds of them in a bag and you wouldn't think there are so many trees they're so small uh, yeah yeah. I mean they're knee high whips but actually they've already doubled in height some of them because the conditions have been so great for trees this year with all the warmth at the start of the summer all the rain over the you know the July August rain and and this warm October so they're really growing um, as somebody put it lep- lepping out of the fields at us which is brilliant um, so within about I suppose seven years the faster growing species like birch and alder will be will begin to feel like a forest you know you'll be able to walk in under something that's closing over your head like a canopy um, the slower growing species like oaks and and scotch pines they'll take a couple of decades really to get to that stage but. Again, they can grow quite quickly in, in those good conditions. Uh, I know a farmer in, near, not too far from us, Clyde Bright, he's been planting some oaks and he can get them to the stage where his animals, he, he's a bee farmer, he can have animals grazing around them, you know, quite early on um, without having to have them separated from the animals. So, again, it'll depend on the kind of tree. Um, but, yeah, within, within a minimum of 10 years or a maximum of 10 years, it'll begin to feel like a forest. How many acres will it cover eventually? And of course, you keep some acreage for other aspects of what you do. And what has been the reaction of the locals to this project? It's about it's going to be about twenty-seven acres. Um, so I I was trying to get an idea in my head, or, or give people an idea, maybe more urban people, what twenty-seven acres is. And and Stevens Green was originally planned to be twenty-seven acres. Apparently, it's only twenty-two acres. So it's that kind of size, as I said, spread over three areas um we've we've met uh nothing but welcome from the neighbors to the land um i think the feeling is that it, it's not a it's not a Cisco spruce plantation you know it's not something that's going to dominate the landscape in the same way it's going to be very beautiful you know at this time of the year in a few years time there's going to be all kinds of autumn colors uh, spreading across the fields there's already quite a lot of native trees around the area as well so the nice thing, even though it is separate, is that the habitat for, you know, the, the woodland animals that we hope and birds that, that come to this area is spread over a large area and there's lots of hedgerows that, that these this wildlife can use, like corridors, to move between the areas. So, yeah, the, the welcome has been fantastic. Um, you know, there, people are, are quite happy to have us there doing our thing with or have our trees there doing their thing. It's a terrific project. I commend you for it and what it will do for the area in a general sense for the environment and the habitat it'll provide for wildlife and everything is wonderful. I wish you well and thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Catherine. Thanks, Jerry. Great to talk to you. That's uh, Catherine Cleary there talking to us about the new forest she's developing with her husband. It's a wonderful, wonderful scheme and all native Irish trees as well. And while talking about trees, let me tell you that here at Tierlan in Atboy, they have the most beautiful garden centre with lots of trees. It's a big open weekend. We're here to celebrate all that's going on and we'll be back with you on Late Lunch in a moment. Yes, Late Lunch coming to you live this afternoon from the beautifully revamped Tierlan Country Life store and garden centre in at boy and the tills are ringing and the place is busy and everybody's happy and the sun is shining outside you've got to get down here it's a wonderful wonderful weekend and a man who's smiling ear to ear is the chairman of Tierlan John Murphy John welcome to the show yeah thank you very much Jerry delighted to be here today in sunny at boy county Mead up from the sunny southeast in Wexford himself John this is 
beautiful, may I say. Congratulations. It's part of a wider investment, though, by the company, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. We launched our new brand at Tier Lawn just over a year ago now, and I suppose our very ambitious team in, in, in Agri, one, one part of our, our, our organisation, Tier Lawn, you know, decided not just pop a new name across all our branches, let's go for a revamp. So yeah, we kind of launched an initial 11 million euro rebrand of our 52 branches right across the region. And actually, this is the second branch to be completed. The first one is McClody down in my own part of the world. So, yeah. And Glanbia would be a name that would be associated with you going back. Explain what happened there for listeners. Yeah, what happened was that Glanbia Ireland was 60% owned by Glanbia Co-op and 40% owned by Glanbia PLC. So uh, a year and a half ago, Glambia Co-op purchased that 40% of uh, Glambia PLC. So now the farmers, the Co-op, own 100% of Glambia, the Irish business, Premier, Avonmore, Brands, Kilmeadens, Gain, all that. So it's 100% owned now. So as part of that kind of supposed separation from the PLC, we, we had to rebrand because we export well, well over 100 countries across the globe, as do Glambia PLC. So there'd be huge confusion in the marketplace that we had two Glambias. So we rebranded as Tirlon, which loosely means a land of abundance about 12 months ago now. Well, there's abundance around this new place here in Adbuy, John. When you, I've had a tour through, like I mentioned earlier on, I've walked through the whole place, every aspect of it. It, it, it all, there's a synergy about what's going on here, isn't there? Absolutely. Like County Mead here, you know, we, 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 we purchased milk from 17 counties and, and County Mead here would be the, the sixth largest county. You know, we purchased milk to the tune of about 140 million here in, in Mead last year, which generates about 300 million of economic activity in the area. Like, we're a co-op, so like, we really like to invest in local communities, in rural economies, creating jobs. That's part of what we do. And up here in Atboy and County Mead, we've had huge support from not just the farming community, but the local community as well over many years, which gives us confidence to invest and grow this branch. And I'm sure there's a long and uh, good future ahead here. Agri is a huge part, of course, and you can see the home as well in this, where we sit here today, many home items also, and then out of the back, the lovely new garden centre. We were talking to one of your horticulturists a little bit earlier on. Gardening, planting, look up at the counter, there's a woman up there, another trolley got up there now, loaded with stuff from the garden centre. It's a huge part of life now for people in Ireland, out in the garden. Absolutely, yeah, look, we, we've moved into the, I suppose, the garden uh, centres over the last 10 or 12 years, uh, and uh, again, a huge growth area. As you say, Eva, I think COVID really brought to a whole new level, where yes. it's more time uh, at home uh, and gardening. It's, it's, it's a great passion, it's a great uh, activity, a great hobby, and it's, it's growing and growing and growing all the time. But I think Tirlon, like we have, you know, we're, we're by for the best, we have top quality, uh, you know, that's a fast growing area. This branch here just opened a few months ago at the garden centre and it had a phenomenal first year, surpassing all expectations. And this was a tough year for gardening. It was a tough year for farming, it was also a tough year for gardening. So, mm. delighted how it's going here and progressing. Yeah, the old weather didn't help. I'm an amateur dabbler at it myself and don't even talk <laughs> about it. It was a challenge yeah. for everybody. Um, yourself, a Wexford man up yep. here today. Will we, we'll see the yellow bellies back at the top in Hurling. You barely hung on this year. Yes, we had a kind of a dramatic year this year. Every year in, in Wexford, I kind of I suppose beating Kilkenny is our All Ireland, and we've beaten them now for the last five years in a row. So we're quite happy about that. But now it's time to take it to a new level and, and, and learn from Lermy. You know, we're, we're, I think we're working now with uh, under tens, under twelves overage. You should watch this space. You know, I'd, I'd say, I'd say now Mead and uh, Wexford will probably win the same year, probably about football and hurling. You know, wouldn't that be the dream? You being here today for that to actually happen. The Mead people will love that you're actually uh, saying that. Well, look, it's lovely to meet you here today. I know you're a busy man, and there's others want to talk to you. Congratulations to you on the beautiful revamp store here in Atboy and to all Tierland is doing when we hear the investment and what it does for the Irish economy it's simply wonderful I wish you well for the future with all you do thank you very much sorry thank you for joining me on the show that is the chairman of Tierland there John Murphy with us in their brand new store here in Atboy and he's excited as anybody else and I can tell you you've got to come down here and check it out over the weekend come from near or far see what's happening here there's loads to look at the garden centre I keep saying it. But there's dog food here, the stuff if you're in the agri-business, for, for the home, you name it. And they'll welcome you here with open arms. And lots going on for the family and children over the weekend. There's a pet farm here, there's barbecues going on, there's competitions, there's giveaways. Check it out, Tierlan at Boy, on the way in from Navin, on the left-hand side, or the opposite side, if you're coming the other way as well. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. It's time for another Friday regular on the show. It's a laugh. It's your comedy. Knock, knock. Who's there? That's how it works. It's called... Comedy? Comedy. Comedy, comedy. Comedy, sir. Comedy. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the late lunch. I love 
comedy. If you're dunking your biscuits, hold on to them. Don't let them fall into the coffee or tea. Poor Peter Kay. They would have a Sunday dinner on an emergency chairs. They would go in the front room. Mum would come in with a big tray full of big teapot, cakes and biscuits. We'd all watch Love Boat and Bullseye every Sunday. Do you ever dip your biscuit your tea and it breaks? Do you ever do that? I swear to God, no matter how old you get in life, you, you never quite get over that. And you panic. You know when it falls in? It's like a moment when it, there's nothing you can do. You can see it happening. But you can, and it's like slow motion. It's like, oh, get a spoon, quick! Mom! My biscuits falling in the room! Are you sinking? Ah, bastard! I'm in the Sinking! Oh, you're too late, you're too late, Sank. Forget it, come. Five minutes ago. Rick's tea bad for that. Rick's tea bad for dipping. Rick's tea, the, Rick's tea should be called fucking one dips. That's all you get. One dips. You've got to be like lightning with Rick's. Fall straight in. They don't even try. I'm willing to have a bit of backbone. Like, come on, just. Oh, I can't, I can't. Oh. It's too hot. It's too hot. Too hot. It's too hot. You're a biscuit. It's your job. What's the matter with you? You have to get four together to get a good chance of getting Rick's tea. There might be half a point on Weight Watchers, but the shit for dipping, Rick's tea. And the cocky. They don't even fit into your cup. You've got to bite a bit off or get him in your brewery, see? One dips. They're not like obnobs. Uh, that's a biscuit for dipping. Obnobs are like marines. Obnobs. They're like the bloody SAS at Biscuit World Obnobs. You dip an obnob, it's like, again! Again! Dip me again! I'm going nowhere with me, son! Dip me! Is that all you've got? Come on! Drink half your brew. Fuck's the brew gone. You don't dip me, I'll drink them. Sit again! Lunch is out and about this afternoon in Athboy and what a busy afternoon it is here in the brand new Tierlawn Country Life store it is hopping at the moment but life goes on on late lunch as well as being here I'm delighted to welcome my next guest to the show I think it's about 10 years ago she hopped into the LMFM studios in a little white dress and sang for me and we've been in touch with her ever since and she's back today on a very special day because today folks she releases her very own single written performed by herself i'm delighted to say hello to ruby o'kelly ruby thank you for joining me on the show hello well have you grown I know, yeah, it's been so long. Mm. Do you remember that day you came in first with your mammy, Sharon? Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday and I remember, oh, I was so shy and I was like, oh, hello, how are you? And I didn't know, it was like such like, I felt like I was so small and it was so new because it was one of the first times I was ever on radio and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm famous or something. <laughs> I was on radio, it felt amazing and it was exciting. It was also nerve wracking as well. Well, you know, that's understandable when you're a little child like that. I'm delighted to hear you felt like that and it was one of your first radio shows is right. And I am thrilled to have you back with me today on this very special day. There's been lots happening, hasn't yeah. there, over the years with Definitely, you? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. And today, tell them about the song you released today. What's the story of the song? So, the song I've released is called The Final Time, like you said. And um, I wrote it myself. I composed it myself, obviously with the help of Mark Cahill, who helped me in the studio with the song. And I suppose the story behind the song is... Like all things, you can interpret it your own way, but the personal meaning about the song to me is a time where I felt like I was quite lost, I felt quite lonely, I felt quite vulnerable, and I felt as if my self-worth had reached an all-time low. But um, I wrote the song in that kind of period of time in my life, and I revisited it, and I said, you know what? I think if there's other people who have went through that experience where they feel like they're kind of very low in their self-worth, they feel like they have nobody and they felt very lonely, I feel like it's a great opportunity to just let people know and for the last part of the song I actually changed the lyrics a little bit to be like, you know what, things do get better and you know, I felt lonely and I felt lost but... I think if you talk to people, it might feel a bit easier to, you know, because my mom always tells you that a problem shared is a problem halved. And so talking to her and opening up about my experience with that situation in life was really, really amazing. And I, I feel great now looking back at it and thinking, because I was in a lot of pain, I was very hurt 
But now I look back at it and I'm like, I didn't think I'd be here today to be able to talk to somebody about it and open up about it. And I think it's really exciting, but it's also nerve-wracking because obviously you write your own music and you put your own thoughts and your feelings into it. And you have to kind of give it to people and say, what do you think? It's very daunting. It's almost very nerve-wracking because you're like, what do you think? And you're scared of people thinking it's not good or it's good. You don't really know different opinions. People like certain kind of songs, but I suppose I'm excited, but also nervous about it. Well, I can tell you, don't be nervous about it, young woman, (laughs) because I love this song. And I say that sincerely today. I'm going to hear in a little while. It's called The Final Time. What a lovely story behind it. And encouragement for anybody, as you said, Ruby, who may be feeling a little bit down on themselves today. There's always that brightness up ahead that you can work back towards. In that 10 years since I met you, there's a lot been happening for you. You did a lot of wonderful cover versions of songs. We we revisited them with you as well from time to time. But besides all that, um, what about this Young Humanitarian Award you picked up? Tell our listeners about that. So, if I remember correctly, I actually won the Young Humanitarian Award for the Irish Red Cross back in April. And uh, I was nominated to this person. To this day, I actually don't know who nominated me. It was just an anonymous person. And they had nominated me because during the pandemic a lot of people were obviously isolated very alone and I personally was very upset to see that especially because I have an uncle who has special needs and he was very vulnerable in that time because if he got COVID you know he would be very sick and he was more isolated than the likes of me or you because we could visit people and if we got COVID we could have came back from it we were resilient we could have came back but he couldn't and also the likes of elderly people so I began doing zoom calls online for the elderly uh, for people with special needs my uncle's friends in the same school as them and I was basically just a friend to them I was a person to talk to a person you know we spoke to each other we had a laugh it was really enjoyable I sung for them I had a chat with them I did whatever I could and also during lockdown I also did a lot of charity work for Avian's Pink Tie which is Ireland's only children's cancer charity to this day I believe and I did a lot of charity work for them. I also used to dress up as um, Anna from Frozen for the kids. We saw that. Yeah, and it (laughs) it was really exciting, but also very nerve-wracking because you have to really step up to that role and um, I actually really loved it it was such a heartwarming experience and someone nominated me for the Irish Red uh, the Young Humanitarian for the Irish Red Cross and I remember I actually went that day and it was in the College of Physicians in Dublin and it was such a big place it was so fancy and I was like oh my god this is so great and I was with my mum that day and they had like a string quartet playing and they had um champagne and I was like oh my god this is great and, I was, and you win and I won and I was really really surprised because ah. the two other nominees were two other amazing young people someone who was fighting for refugees in Ukraine and another girl who was fighting for climate change and they were all so inspiring that day and I think that I won is such a huge honour and something I'd never ever expect from something that just came from the heart something that came naturally to me so I was really really excited and really honoured and very humbled by it even well deserved may I say and congratulations again on that one now this song is uh, flying high in the iTunes chart at the moment up to number three at the moment yeah how can we push it to number one what do listeners have to do to get you there I think that it's on all streaming platforms but at the moment I'm on number three in the iTunes pop chart so all you have to do is go onto iTunes or whatever streaming platform you own but especially iTunes to get that uh, up on the charts you just look up my name Ruby O'Kelly or The Final Time and you just click it and it's only 99 cents just to order it or download it and you can listen to it you can stream it offline and online and that would really really mean a lot to me it'd be such good support and i'd be so so thankful and grateful and it's only what 90 cent or something 99 cent oh, yeah come on it's a not euro. even a euro it gets you nothing today yeah. come on let's push this wonderful young yeah. woman to number one in the itunes chat yeah. we gotta get her there this very day with yeah. this song but look we're gonna hear it now because yeah. that's what you're here for today the day that she launches our first ever single penned by herself you heard the story behind it there it's simply wonderful Ruby O'Kelly it's great to see you 10 years on you're flying high introduce your song this is my song The Final Time written by me Ruby O'Kelly thank you thank you so much 
all these photographs show the memories that I'd forgotten about since you left. And I listen to the sound of the storm. Come on, folks, let's get that beautiful song of Ruby O'Kelly's to number one in the iTunes. Just check it out, will you? Check her out there, Ruby O'Kelly and her new song. Isn't she just lovely? The song is called The Final Time. We love it on Late Lunch, and we want to see our number one in the charts tonight. I have another guest from Tierlon. Yes, we're in that boy today with Late Lunch, out and about at the brand-new revamped Tierlon Country Life and Garden Centre store. And it is so busy. I ain't joking you. The amount of people are in and out the doors here there's a barbecue going on there's a pet farm there's competitions there's games for the children and more importantly there's such selection to look at here and take home with you as well and I'm joined on the show now by Eamon McIntaggart he's a board member with Tierland a loud man in mead today and very happy <laughs> yes of course I'm happy yeah so the setting here is lovely and the weather is good uh, and in fairness the people are good as well so what more could we ask for now not perfect, any more perfect. indeed Eamon Eamon look in in the context of this huge job that went on here, the adding of the garden centre, the revamp of the main building, etc., this is a big project. It was a big project, in fairness now, and it's very, very important to the farming community, but more important than that even to everybody in, in the vicinity. It's definitely a landmark from now on. There has been a lot of money, time and effort spent on the store, and as one drives past on the road, you'd have to just slow down and look in. And hopefully what we want people to do now is actually pull in and spend an hour or a half an hour. You can have a cup of coffee, you can have a look round from, from the garden stuff to the household stuff to the farmyard. There's something here for everybody. And the people are more than good in the store and more than helpful. So we really recommend that you call in, have a look, and we appreciate you as much as you appreciate us. For the staff here, and they have a wonderful staff here, they've been most welcoming to us, myself and Brian, since we arrived here today. When something's going on like this, a big project like this, and you're upsetting the apple cart, you know what I'm making, you really need them to buy into it too. Yeah, well, I think at this stage, you know, we have rebranded ourselves as Tier Lawn some 18 months back, and everybody has got on the story. Um, and the young people have been, been particularly good at just getting up and getting on with it. And this is the second branch in the network that we have revamped and rebranded and it's been a, 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 a really a huge task and Darren here who's the manager here he, he's done a terrific just take it on you know full of energy full of go and then we have had Grace and Grace has driven the branding and driven the colours and, and driven the, the, the stature of the place so I have to take my hat off and, and I'm at the other end of the spectrum you know I'm, I'm definitely not a teenager anymore but you have to stand back and admire the young people, how they've taken it on. And it's really looking and acting very, very well. And the balance sheet is good from a co-op perspective as well. And that's important as well. I have not heard one negative comment from anybody, whether it be in the village, whether it be in the coffee shop, or whether it be in the farming community, from this project has started. Now, there were a few negativities before that because everybody wanted a revamp. Everybody wanted something new. And, but this has really ticked all the boxes. An extremely proud moment for everybody in the locality is how I would describe it. And for the, and for the company as well. Mm. The fact that everybody locally has taken it on and taken it to heart and supported us, which is all very, very important. You know, your chairman was telling me a moment ago he was happy with the numbers all right. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's well. good. It's yeah. good. And the reality is, yeah, you know, the balance sheet and the cat cash flow and profit and loss is vitally important to any company mm. but we have to get the right ethos and, and the right thought frame behind it and I think this store is a real emblem of that we've really done it well Tell me about you and your membership of the board what's your background? Well my background is I come from a, a small farm over in started off in Kilcarley in County Loud then we moved to Knockbridge um, started off with a small dairy farm um, now milking quite a few cows I have a son at home I have two daughters as well, and they've moved off to Educated Wise. Um, always was involved a little bit, I suppose, in farm politics to some level, either through the IFA. And I always thought it was good to take off the Wellingtons and the jumpsuit and see what was happening outside. Spent a bit of time, I suppose, with football clubs playing, training and different things. And that was good because it was like a, a washing machine for the head as a farmer. You came out from the yard and you heard and you saw how other people lived and farming wasn't talked about really in the football field. 
and then I moved on into the IFA and to fresh milk producers and loved the experience and the feedback of what people would like and what people expected and what people wanted and then I came on to the tier on representative structure many many moons ago and I've progressed been lucky actually been lucky that people thought it worth their while to give me the opportunity to stand uh, as a candidate for the board and then put me on it so I've been honoured and privileged and I do my best to to give back some of what I got because it's very important as we come through it you don't realise it whether you're in the football field or in a community centre or in a parish hall you don't realise that somebody puts an amount of work into the background to setting it up to bringing it along to financing it to painting it and now at my stage in life I'm trying to give back a little bit of what I got juice, and yeah. hopefully hopefully it's worthwhile and people appreciate it Ah, oh, that's a lovely story so I have so to is, say you know. Eamon and you tell it so well you, you never won a medal with Knockbridge I believe well I think we had great experiences there <laughs> and we have great friends there and I'd do it all again would you you know and the football field is the, is the core of any parish ah, you know it's the heart it's the it? heart it's but the you won session. with Kilcarely it's the pump and session now, now we'll be careful now. you did <laughs> you know Knockbridge and Kilcarely are very very <laughs> close and we'll always be close yes. you know and I have family representatives in both parishes and still putting a lot of work into both football clubs and yeah. that's always good yeah yeah so there you can never o- overemphasize no you what, can't you know the you know. GA club is at the heart of the community and you've experienced it with two clubs lucky in your lifetime as well and it is you're right it's about being part of it whatever happens success wise well that will happen anyway but yeah. being a core part but that's of the legacy we leave when yeah, life is absolutely. over you know absolutely well hell I'll tell you one thing you're leaving some legacy yeah. in that boy today with it's this place it's it is brilliant, brilliant. It's brilliant yeah. well listen thank you for taking time to chat to us good luck with everything we're delighted to be here on uh, late lunch on LMFM radio which is this afternoon thank, thank you, you for very inviting much. us and please call <laughs> <laughs> we will bye bye for now thank you indeed uh, we're heading to top of the hour now on late lunch news weather and sport on the way with Lewis Capaldi yes late lunch coming to you live from the revamped Tierland store just outside at Boyan County Mead and it is jammed with people here at the moment and they're about to do the official opening and do the speeches and all that type of thing anyway we have a show to finish off for you today and uh, TV theme Friday synonymous with late lunch Let's reprise today's TV theme. Down to Fraggle Rock. Yes, Fraggle Rock we were looking for today. Our Louise picking that one. And thanks to everybody who got in touch. And the prize today and late lunch is going to Bormeen and Julie Yore. Well done to you. And thanks to everybody who got in touch with us on the competition front. It's the big number one from the top five countdown this week in 79. Let's have it. Five, four, three, two... Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... Yes, the number one from this very week in 1979. And I remember this so well. Oh, where have the years gone? The police were flying high. If they recorded three blind mice at that stage, it had gone to number one. They were the biggest group in the world. I had the pleasure of seeing them live. I love them. I have all their albums still. And I'm delighted to play it today. Here it is, our number one, 79, this week. It's message in a bottle. Big weekend of sport ahead starting tomorrow. David Sheehan joins me on Friday as usual. Afternoon, David. How are you doing, Jerry? Hi, David. Hi, Jerry. No David there. He's not with us, is he not at the moment? Let's try and give him a little buzz there. Yeah, let's give him a buzz and uh, try and get him back on the line for us uh, this afternoon on late lunch. Sorry about that. We'll have him for you in a moment, hopefully. We'll be looking ahead with David to uh, the Rugby Union, Ireland against New Zealand, of course, the Rugby World Cup quarterfinal tomorrow. The soccer starting tonight, you know that. Ireland in action again. We have a slight chance, have we? No, probably not. Uh, a new chance of getting through to the Euros we play Greece in Dublin tonight and then we go to Gibraltar and of course the big weekend of GAA as well in the North East especially in the Royal County County Mead because it's the Mead Senior Hurling Championship between Rathoth and Kildaki and of course the Mead Ladies Final is on as well and he's with me now David, afternoon Jerry, how are you? 
I'm good. Thanks for joining me on the show. Let's get straight to business. Rugby Union, Ireland against New Zealand. The Rugby World Cup tomorrow evening. Paris, the nation hold its breath. Are we going to do it, David? Oh, it's incredible, really. When you think, I was just thinking about this earlier, Jerry. Like for people of my age and and around that that grew up watching Ireland playing in the '80s and into the '90s, when they were, we were really a laughing stock as rugby goes. You know, I remember watching them against Scotland. I think in the late '80s, and they scored a try, which was so unusual for Ireland at the time because they just didn't score tries. They got they got penalties and whatnot. Um, but yeah, really unbelievable progress that they've made over the years. And to think think that they're here now in favourites against New Zealand. I think I was reading during the week that New Zealand have only been second favourites in a match three times since betting became uh, legal in New Zealand in the early 90s. So that'll just show you how, how far Ireland have come and, and you know, the fact that they're favourites against one of the preeminent forces in rugby history. So an incredible game. We know Ireland haven't gotten past the quarterfinal in a, in a World Cup ever. Um, they've got good news on, on Mac Hansen and Lowe being past fish. There was a little concern about Mac Hansen in the in the um, lead up to this game, but he seems to be okay. He took part in the captain's run. Uh, and Mark Talea missing for New Zealand. For New Zealand, he broke some kind of a protocol or curfew, so he's not playing. He scored two tries against France. So I think it's going to be interesting because New Zealand haven't really been tested. They were beaten by France in the first game, but then they've had handy wins against Namibia, Italy, Uruguay. It's hard to know why, where they're at. Ireland have had that game against South Africa, of course, which was a, an ideal primer for this one tomorrow. But yeah, it's a really hard one to call. I've been thinking about this game a lot, Jerry. And look, you have to you have to go for Ireland. I think they're they're never going to get a better opportunity to get past this quarter final. They've they've been in really good form. They've had a rub at the green most of the, most of the way through with injuries. They've had a couple of knocks coming into this one. But I think in general terms, they're in really good shape. And how could you bet against this team the way they're going at the minute? It's going to be so tight and so tense. But I I think they're just going to sneak through. Oh, I hope you're right. We all hope you're right, David. Let's talk just very briefly about soccer. Ireland take on Greece tonight in Dublin and then go to Gibraltar on Monday. It's really a forlorn hope that we might even sneak in uh, for the Euros 24. But in terms of Stephen Kenny's tenure, you know, he needs results here. He really needs two wins, doesn't he? He does need two wins, absolutely. And I actually have a feeling that they'll win tonight. I, I don't know why. I have a feeling that they'll win and they'll play really well this evening. Maybe it's because the pressure is off a little bit insofar as they're, they're not going to qualify. Um, you know, we know that it would take a miracle to beat all miracles from to somehow sneak in now. So we can assume they're not going to get to that get to that stage. But I just have a feeling that, you know, Evan Ferguson's back. Um, they're at home. There should be a good crowd at that one. And, you know, Kenny, by and large, has maintained the support of the home supporters at the Aviva. So... I think that they'll they'll turn up tonight and put in a performance. As I said, too little, too late, and maybe that's part of the reason that I, I feel like they will actually go out and perform well tonight. And there's a little bit of needle there as well with Gus Poyet and a few things that were said during the week as well. So there'll be a little bit of an edge to that game, uh, both on the pitch and on the sideline. So I'm going to give Ireland a nod. I think I just have a feeling, Jerry. I've nothing to base it on at all, other than uh, my, my my gut. But I just have a feeling that they'll they'll produce a performance tonight and that they'll get the win. But as we said, it won't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It probably won't matter in terms of Stephen Kenny's future. But I I think they'll do it tonight. Hope so, anyway. Let's uh, wait and see. On to GAA. Two finals to look at quickly. The Mead Senior Hurling Championship final. You'll be there on Sunday covering this one. Rithoat mm-hmm. taking on Kildalki. Rithoat beaten finalist last year. Kildalki last winning in 21. Going for the clean sweep. Yeah, incredible. They've won the junior already and they're in the intermediate final on, on Sunday. I think they've the minor as well, Kildalki. So for such a small village, I think any newborns around Kildalki, there's a knock on the door as soon as the, the parents get home and there's a hurley handed over to them straight away. So I don't think... Uh, <laughs> they ever have to worry about you know numbers everyone over there seems to be involved and it's an incredible story for them and a success story for such a small village as you said there 21 was the last time they won it um, they beat they did beat Rototh in the group of course all of the stronger teams are in the, are in group A in the, or group 1 in the hurling in Mead so they, they have met already Kentucky won that one by 5 points and um, Rototh of course a lot of the players would have been playing last week in the football so it would be a matter of how, how well they've been able to recover and, and put that behind them put that disappointment behind them they don't really have a whole lot of time to dwell on it just have to get back on the horse so I expect it to be a really close game again uh, we're told going for their first one in I don't know how many years they won at once back I think in the 60s so a long time so it's going to be a close one but I think Kildaki will do it and um, if they can that, get that intermediate and do the, do the treble it'll be an absolutely remarkable achievement I think Kildaki will, will come out on top by, by maybe three or four points There you go that game on Sunday afternoon Sunday sport and the other big one is the Mead ladies final Dunboyne face Royal Gales Dunboyne the holders and a repeat of last year's final so there's an edge on this one a real edge 
Yeah, there absolutely is. As, as you said, it repeated last year's final, and um, you know, Dunboyne they had they had a you know a, a, they've had a, cut, a good run of, of success over the last number of years, and they're like they're the dominant force in, in Mead ladies football at the minute, and of course have, have supplied a lot of the players to the Mead senior team as well, Emma Duggan and Vicky Wall, of course. I won't be involved as far as I'm aware on, on Sunday anyway due to the, the rugby commitments now but uh, so she'd be a miss but I think it's going to be again a, a reasonably close game but I, I think that Dunboyne won it with a little bit to spare last year and uh, pulled away and then had a really impressive win in the semi-final I think Emma Duggan scored more on her own than Sengerstein did I think she got 2-7 two, two and I think it was 1-6 that Sengerstein scored so she's obviously back to form after struggling a little bit with her form I think earlier in the year but she looks like she's flying again so the smart money would be on Des Moines to come through that one. I'll be there with that myself as well. And I, I think they'll just have a, a little bit too much for, for Dunshock and Royal Gales. But as you said, a little bit of revenge on the card for Dunshock. But I think Des Moines will just have enough to hold out. Well, there you go. All will be revealed over the weekend. Uh, it's a fantastic weekend of sport in store. And uh, we wish all of the protagonists the very, very best and especially Ireland tomorrow night at the Rugby World Cup. This is not going to be an easy one, as David said there for sure, but let's hope we do it. David, until Friday next at this time, have a good weekend. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Thanks very much, Jerry. That's David Sheehan there, presenter of Sunday Sport, who will be out at that senior hurling final in Mead on Sunday afternoon. That's almost it uh, from the uh, show today, out and about at the new Tierlawn store in Athboy. A wonderful, wonderful place. And I want to say my thank yous today to the staff here who've made us so, so welcome. And uh, as we finish up today, uh, the ribbon is about to be cut. I think I mentioned that a few moments ago, but we're nearly on that point now. I want to say a big hello before I go to a great friend of mine, Pauline McCabe, because her sister just uh, joined me a few moments ago and <laughs> reminded me that I worked her many years ago. And the store manager here, Pauline, says, Aunt, there you are. Small world, isn't it? Anyway, we've had a great day here. The store all weekend is open with lots of giveaways, competitions stuff for children and families check it out in at boy it is simply wonderful I want to say a big thank you to my producer Louise Walsh who's been working away there back at base today thanks a million Louise and to Brian Farrelly my right hand man on these out and about sojourns as you call them thanks a million Brian for everything he makes it so easy for me couldn't do it without him thanks again Brian anyway Eddie's coming next with the drive here on LMFM radio there'll be more from Tierlan during Eddie's show But that's it from Late Lunch for today and another week. Have a lovely weekend. Take care of yourselves. And we'll be back with a brand new show on Monday at 1.30. We'll see you then.